0: Today's guest is Tamara Calder Richardson. She is an evidential psychic medium, channeler, and six-time near-death experiencer. She is also the author of the book, Love from Heaven. And we are going to talk about those six NDE's today. Tamara, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you giving me some time today.
1: Oh, Jeff, thank you so much for having me. I've uh... Really appreciated seeing your show and thank you for having interest in this topic.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Before we get into your NDEs, I just want to say I really love your glasses. Those look really cool.
1: <laughs> oh, thanks. You know, it's funny. I'm still trying to figure out with the lights with these darn glasses, but when I have to read or need things, you know, I, I um, you know, definitely need them, but um, I, I, I'm an Elton John kind of girl. I, I, I like the crazy
0: glasses. Yeah, they're cool. I mean, you're probably like me. I, I never needed glasses in my whole life until about the last five or six years ago. It's just my, you know, my vision started going downhill with age.
1: Right. I I know that sucks. But the good news is, as you get older, your you get uh your your um your eyesight gets better. But now I like them because um I mean I I don't really have to have them. You know, maybe Mm -hmm. night driving, but. or or small print, but I, uh, kind of like them now. Hmm.
0: That's great. It's
1: kind of like a piece of accessory. Yeah. Yeah. So, so thanks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Accessorizing. (laughs) I like that. All right. Well, my audience are really into NDEs. So, and you've had six, so let's start with the first one. When was that and what happened? Most
1: of my NDEs, um, that I will talk about, uh, were in childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, and there, and, and you'll notice that people that are, older that have them that are younger, they um, they don't, how do I say, I didn't have to adjust as much because it was always normal to me, especially the after effects. Um, The first one, I didn't even really realize it was an NDE till uh, I read PMH, uh, PMH Atwater's book um, on, uh, she's written several books, but she's basically a child NDE specialist. Mm -hmm. And the first one was a prenatal and I do have memory of not being born and looking above my mom's stomach, and she was miscarrying me, hmm. and it was a really not a pleasant scene. It was uh, kind of graphic, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing outside uh, of the window and describing everything, what everybody said, and I felt so bad because she was so pretty and so young, and I just felt bad for her. I didn't feel, you know, but it was interesting that I was wasn't in the stomach. Some people say, Oh, when you're born, are you in the stomach? I find spirit is usually around, you know, the body the the mother, uh, so which can be problematic. <laughs> That's why you want to make sure you say pleasant things, you know, around the child because they're around, but, you know, sometimes, um, you know, when you're, you know, when someone's in the, the womb, they, they hear everything, everything's a perfect recording. So someone, if you're named after, you know, like your mom or your dad and you go, Oh, you're a jerk. And then sometimes the person goes later, think it's them, but they weren't talking to them, but they literally hear everything. And I, um, have a, a whole thing on that, but it was just observing. And then my, uh, the one, but that took a while to piece together because that was an odd one
0: before you get to the second mm-hmm. one. Cause it sounds like you're going to the second one. So, um, yep. was this, did you find out about this like many years later being hypnotized or something?
1: Yeah. Many years later. Um, I, Yes. It started coming out in pieces. And so I got, um, basically regression and it came right out. Okay. It was like probably four hours of stuff. It was a lot. Wow. It was, you know, it was about four to six hours worth of stuff. It was so, um, yeah, it was there. And then matter of fact, my other, I saw it in pieces too, because here's the thing, when you have an altered experience, it doesn't really fit in this world. So you don't know what to do with it. So I I just went, I just want to get to the bottom of this. So I, um, got regression on that. And then because running these, they came right out full detail. Um, uh, because then I could put all the pieces that were coming <laughs> that I saw this and that, and this and that, then uh, i automatically started going past life. So I've done like 300 hours of pa- past life too. Oh, wow. Puts this whole indie thing into perspective.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. So then you had the second one. When was that one?
1: Yeah, and that one is the one that um, I think starting from there is pivotal. So I had three in a row when I was age three, four, and five. Hmm. So when I was three, I was playing at my, I was three years old, at my cousin's um, house. It was her grandmother's. It was a very big antebellum house, and we were running around. We were playing hide-and-seek, and And it's funny because I was recalling this the other day, and I was a little nervous about playing hide-and-seek because I could already see spirit, So I didn't really like hiding because the spirit people were everywhere, you know, and I I was like, you know, I I don't know if I like this, you know, because I didn't know in this house who these people were. But anyway, we were playing hide and seek and they were and my cousin was counting and, uh, you know, we had family somewhere in the house. It was so big, but I'm jumping and squealing. And under the dresser was, and I don't know what it was doing there. It was a nice house, but under the dresser was a nail hammered Mm in. And so when I jumped, it pierced through my skull and it was in the nail head end, not the pier, not the pointy. (laughs) And so I immediately touched my head and, and then I thought it was water. And then I looked and then I passed out. Um, At that point, I immediately popped out and I was looking and as an observer point of view above my body, and I'm just like you hear, you know, out of body, you know, I'm looking at it and I'm looking at the body, like what's going on, you know, and I was sort of mildly interested and they were, and they go, Oh, what happened? And people ran because, uh, I guess maybe I let out a scream and they came to look. And as they're looking at me and wondering what to do and what's going on, um, no one really knew cause I had hair. They didn't realize, but it did pierce through my skull. Matter of fact, it took two years for my skull to grow back there. Uh, so if, you know, as far as connecting to spirit, that's a sure way to do it. Cause your crown chakra, I mean, that bam really did it. So I wouldn't recommend that, but, um, but that did happen. And as I'm watching this, there is a, um, the best that I can tell you was not human. It was, um, it felt holy. So an angelic being. But it was more in the shape of like an angel, but it was all light. It was um, glowy and uh, it looked like sparkles in it. So now I think about the the, the white, uh, the, it's different than the white light, but it was golden, this being. And I didn't really sense a male or a female, but it was over my head as though it, it was healing it. Now I understand it's healing it. Um, Because it was over my head, but this being was about 10 feet tall, and then I'm watching this, and I'm turned behind me, and I'm seeing up this stairwell, I'm seeing, well, they keep popping in, and it's a lot of them, but they're beings of light, and they weren't big like this, They, they felt like people and they were they were popping in and then more kept coming in like there was a bunch of them like a hundred and then they started filling up and then I'm thinking well you know I'm three years old how many people do I really know Mm -hmm. so who were these people um who knows they could have been people that I've you know know on the other side known in past lives but then I heard of um it I say heard it was an all permeating feeling knowing hearing it was like it just went through my core it wasn't like a it, it's hard to explain it was telepathy but it was very powerful telepathy very powerful it wasn't like i heard a word you know tamra mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't like that it was like a really powerful telepathy and it was a shaking to my bones and it said this is not your time you have much to do and as soon as that voice came i was back in my body and felt all the pain and then they were, uh, my mom was there. My mom's like, she'll be fine. She just hit her head. (laughs) She's a young mom. And then they decided to call my grandmother, who was the matriarch. And I was like, Oh, holy hell broke out when she showed up. And so she ended up taking me her and uh, my grandfather to (laughs) this is back in the day, uh, the back door of her internist. She knew a lot of people and And she said, we, you've got to see her. And he said, I had a contusion. He said, just to watch to make sure her head didn't swell. Well, I got medical terms and everything doing this regression, all these different medical terms that I didn't know about, which was really interesting. So, um, you know, we, she did, you know, uh, watch me strangely enough, it did not affect, it didn't affect me as far as, um, you know, for us any mental, you know, retardation or any kind of development, nothing like that. So that, that was kind of amazing in itself, but it was, it was an open hole. Cause what are they going to do with the skull? They kind of just have to let it grow back. Yeah. Um, so at that point I was definitely seeing spirit people, but I didn't see it as scary because, um, because I was spirit quite honestly, you know?
0: Well, um, the first thing that brings to mind is, is and I'm not sure when it actually closes, but you have a little hole on the top of your head. They call a fontanelle, mm-hmm. that space. And I don't know if it closes at about three or five. So maybe that, and you had mentioned right off the bat that you felt liquid. You didn't use the word blood. So maybe somehow-
1: It was, it was a lot of blood.
0: Oh, it's blood then. Okay. Because I thought yeah, maybe you kind of hit right in that spot and- it, I did. In, in that space and it, it kind of- well, it. Like,
1: yeah. yeah. So and we, it
0: was, it's weak there and maybe it wasn't fully yes. ossified. That's so maybe it. something like that happened, but that's um, exactly
1: right. It was still, <laughs> so I was still young enough that it was soft and, but it pierced through that. And mm. it was, I mean, it was, it, it. I mean, it was, it was about a dime and not quite a dime size, a little smaller than that, but it was a pretty big, I mean, it was, it, it was a hole. And I think that it was because, it wasn't hard like an adult. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. And so that it was, all, it was a lot of blood, but that's just what had to happen. But that's what all our skulls have to do, right? Yeah, they well, have to grow.
0: Well, they eventually, yeah, all fuse together. Um, so when you say you saw spirit, when you see spirits or spirits, I'm sorry, um, do they look like a a ghostly human being that's kind of transparent or do they look solid? What do they look like? Or do they just feel, or do you just feel energy around you and hear their voices telepathic?
1: Um, Well, in this case, afterwards um, I would uh, physically see them and they were solid. Okay. They look like us mm-hmm. and they were really friendly, the ones that they were just like us. They just mm-hmm. looked just like us. Um, I, I actually did not know they were dead people for a long time. OK, um, and so um, so then that kind of leads into my next um, the, the India because they're, they're like kind of back to back. But yeah, they look like us. So mm-hmm. I didn't know what the problem was. They looked exactly and um, more show up to help when I was four. But my mom, I don't think she she was a little unsettled by this, you know, that I would see this. I didn't know that that was something was wrong with that mm-hmm. because they seemed very nice. They're just like me and you, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. but they, they presented, they look like a solid to me, but maybe it's because, you know, as a little girl, it would have been frightening if they showed up at like an orb with a head at it or something, All you know, right. would have, I wouldn't have like, I don't, I, I would have freaked me out. Like, I don't understand that. Right. So they were um, seen to be very kind and acted like helpers.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm sure your mom does would probably be thinking, Oh no, my child's talking, you know, she's a talking to imaginary friends and then she probably feels guilty. Like she's doing something wrong.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. We never really had that conversation. She always said I was on, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, whatever odd means, I think this is our normal state. I think mm-hmm. that we are spirit. Mm-hmm. We are spirit. Sure. I mean, sure. We're, this is our vessel. We're not here that long. We are actually, um, you know, interdimensional. We are um, uh, eternal spiritual beings uh, with that are, we have so many capabilities. but And so when we look at, so to me, that's why I really like spirit people, because that's what we are, right? Yeah. That's what we are. And usually the ones that, that have crossed over, um, that are in the higher realms, heaven, whatever you want to call it, they're a lot nicer than we are, because they don't carry the baggage. They're like, yeah, well... You know, they're just like so chill, and um, they they have such a, a humility about them, and they just come in such a love flow. It's not so much like that I always here. You know, you people have um, baggage or misemotions, so I I seem to like them um, right away. But it began to seeing more of that on my um, on my fourth NDE. But it was it was a little sometimes it was unsettling because I couldn't understand what people were doing in my bedroom that late at night. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that would be that would be
1: odd. Because <laughs> I didn't understand they were friendly, but I didn't understand what they were doing there. And they go, "Oh, we're just checking on you." I was like, "Okay." I, I just couldn't. I, I I didn't understand that, but I didn't say anything because um, I did know not to say something. I did not know that. I knew yeah. that that would be strange, so I knew not to say something even very early on. Um, but when I was four, um, I think that was even um. Uh, a bigger one. My mom was seeing this fella who was, uh, who later was my stepfather who was in uh, radio and broadcast. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, at the time, he was uh, a, a disc jockey at a radio um, uh, channel W. What was it? Not uh, WKIX. It was in a hickory
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he um, they planned a, a date and they wanted to include me because She had me very young. So now she had me 18 and now she's 23, 24. So um, we went out to go eat and it was a really bad day. It was snowing and icing, icy. And it was just, it was just a cold kind of dangerous day. You really should not go out. And so we were living with my grandmother and granddaddy at the time. And they had a, you know, a big house, big Victorian house. And um, my grandmother was trying to talk us out of it. Of course, later. You know, I found out she had a lot of uh, intuitive abilities and so forth, but she, please don't go and all that. But he pulled up, we went, we, we got in the car and we went, I remember we went to eat at Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, afterwards we, uh, we got some ice cream and then we went by his station because he had to pick some things up and he said, you can pick some free um, LPs out. So I was like, cool. Uh, of course I like the monkeys so I had to get mm-hmm. the monkeys and, uh, and it was funny cuz I also picked this strange song that I that is kind of part of history but it so it was not and I was not raised catholic or mm-hmm. anything I don't really you know I think catholics are great but I I didn't know anything about that um but it was a, it was a nun that was singing the lord's prayer so I would bring it I brought that home and later on in life when I felt fearful and that's another story what that would happen I would play that. And then, uh, it kind of got into my, it, it really m- ministered to me or what have you. Mm-hmm. So, um, but anyway, so we went on this date and they got an argument at the station because she wanted to be married and he, he wasn't ready yet. And he mm-hmm. wanted to make more money. And so when they, when we left, they were yelling. And so he put on the brakes, spun around, hit a tree and the tree it's, um, it was, it, everything was snowing. It was a very small, I guess, if you want to call it like a park looking area right there where you were to walk around. And then behind us was an old fire station. And so when we had the impact immediately, I went, it was, I was not in a car seat. This is pre car seat days. Mm-hmm. And so I was on this, uh, it was like an old Pontiac and I was right. I went right. And it's a really big windshield. So I went right. I got, I got with a lot of impact, and I was four years old, right into that windshield. And so when it hit, it, it fractured my face in different places. Um, I've had uh, a couple surgeries later um, as a, uh, an adult to keep removing cartilage out of my nose. Um, so when, as soon as I hit the impact, I was really, really cold and wet feeling. And, but I, didn't, I couldn't understand why it was wet because I knew I wasn't wet. And then I was in that tunnel they talk about. Hmm. It was, it felt like a tunnel. It, it was, it was like, I, I was confused because I felt really cold and really afraid initially. Just remember if that ever happens mm-hmm. <laughs> immediately after that, you usually don't care because mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been through this a few times. So it, that, that lasts a second. So I'm in, I'm in this tunnel and it's dark, but it's not scary. Mm-hmm. It, it's a tunnel. It just feels like I'm being pulled. What I think it is now Uh, after thinking about it a lot, I think it's a portal.
0: Mm, I
1: think it's just, I think it's a portal and people call it wormholes, whatever. It's some kind of a dimensional portal. That's what I think. And so I'm being sucked down this thing and I'm, I'm just observing and it's not dark, scary. It's just dark and I'm confused. And then I see in the distance, something coming toward me and it was Jesus and he had, he was, had his hands stretched out. Like, you know, like, like, like the pictures you've seen of him before. And he had the marks in his hands. He had the holes in his hands and he's coming toward, but he had his hair blown back. Um, saying this, my, um, um my grandmother talked a little bit about, we, I don't know if I ever went to church. We didn't really talk about it. She talked about Jesus sometimes. So I knew who he was but my mom, no. And, uh, and the guy she ended up married, he was pretty much so an atheist. So no, but I knew who he was. And behind him, I knew I knew those people, although uh, in this life, I wouldn't have known, but yet I knew I knew who they were. I knew they were, I was related to them and family. And he, he said, I had to, he said, I had to go back. Well, at this point, I'm like, I just felt so much love that I was like, well, I don't want to. He's And he was really kind of, he wasn't mean, but he was really serious. He goes, you can, and you will. Mm-hmm. And I was like, kind of, you know, and he goes, but I'll always be with you. And I was like, okay. Uh, but when that happened uh, right beforehand, there was, um, it was a, a year before that there was, uh, there was a uh, egg that I had found, but I thought it was a ball. Cause I'm a kid. And I bounced it, and I I, I realized it's not a ball. A bird was in it. So I was so broken heart. I hurt a a wife. And what they did behind me, they said, we've got your bird. It's okay. Uh So I thought that was, like, the coolest thing. Um, But as soon as he said, you have to go back, I was back in that situation. Like, I was back in the body, and I was confused. I could see that my mom was holding me and I could see these, um, these good old boys that were pulling on the driver's side, pulling. That's what got dented in and wedged in this big tree. They were trying to pull it out. They had these old Wagoneers, you know, with the wood on it and the Jeep Wagoneer. They were trying to pull their Jeep, trying to pull. It was this Pontiac. They're trying to pull it out of the tree and they had chains. And I'm watching that. And then I'm looking to the right on the passenger side where my mom is holding me. And I'm seeing this to be a massive angel and it looked fiery red and yellow and white
0: Hmm.
1: and i knew it. i knew i say it i could say her i could say him it to be called uriel which later on much much later on as an adult like probably my 30s i found out that was actually an archangel (laughs) Hmm. and it means the fire of god i i did not know any of that or or whatever but Uh, most of my life I knew, oh, Uriel was with me, but I'm not like little, that was before the whole Disney, not Ariel, but Uriel. Mm -hmm. And so um, there was like a rip in the universe where you could almost see, again, different dimensions. So (laughs) it was like a rip in the universe. So I'm seeing layers of things going on. As I look across into the park, I'm now seeing into different time periods. I'm seeing. A Native American man and woman with a baby, and they're cooking fish over a fire with stones, and they're it's on a stick. And then I'm seeing it looks like um, a Gibson girl, a man with a top hat, and there's a buggy, and they're walking through the park. So these are obviously two different time periods. Hmm. And then I'm seeing a hot air balloon in the sky. So I'm seeing I'm seeing different time periods happening at the same time. This is happening, which is this uh. I guess when would this be oh, maybe uh, late sixties. So not that time period. And then I'm seeing the rip in the universe. And then I look behind me and I'm seeing all these um, spirit people and I could see them. They look just like us. So imagine it looked like a time period movie and some of them look like the forties mm-hmm. and these guys and uh, they, they had fireman outfits, but they looked older like they were uh, older style. And then some, some women they had, they looked like the thirties and forties and they were a lot, like, I don't know, maybe three to 500 quite a bit. And a lady lings her head in the uh, driver's side, but no one can see her but me. And she, um, she introduces herself. And then she said that, um, she that my grandmother knew her mother, and they she would grandma grandmother would shop at her at her mother's jewelry store. And uh, she she told me uh, the name escapes me right now. She told me her name is you know in my book told her the name. And and then behind me in the seat, I there were three people there was a Catherine, and there was an uh, and there were two other people, and I knew them to be relatives. I'm still trying to figure out who the third one is, but I didn't find out that Catherine. She looked like nine years old, however, I uh, found out my grandmother did have a uh, sister that died. she died as a baby, but on the other side, they do grow up some so and there was some great aunt um that was also in the back. See I'm trying to find out who this third one is, but um so that went on so in between dimensions, and I was in a lot of pain uh through that it I opened up something because ever. <laughs> I could see angels and I could see demons
0: <laughs> after that
1: spirit people and interesting. I could see spirit people and I could see ghost people right. right after that moment from now on.
0: It's interesting that you you vocalize it as it was like a rip in the universe or something mm-hmm. like it was something that happened to the universe. but my curiosity is, was it you that were stuck in between different dimensions?
1: Well, and I still am. Was, Jeff.
0: Oh, I'm not saying there was nothing. <laughs> this is wrong. why
1: I'm not right. Oh. <laughs> uh, yes, well, uh, you you picked up on it. Yep, you're sharp. That's exactly right, and which is why I never really fit in after that. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Hmm. Something happened to my own spirit, and because I'm, um, <laughs> you know, because I was now really, as I was spirit. So I was really spirit three times when I saw the baby body being formed. And then mm-hmm. I'm with the, now, and now I hear him again. So the woman, what she did say, she goes, I'm Judith Hafner. That was her name.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She said, you're the one who carries our voices. And they're, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I didn't know what she meant till later on, but um we are spirit. Mm-hmm. I mean, we literally are we literally are it's just, most people can't see between those dimensions. So I, well, the way I look at it is this it's because time periods. And in my fifth, when I see also different time periods, I think it's this, mm-hmm. I think that it's like a velvet cake, you know, there's layers,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: there's layers right now we see this layer. Right. Right. But I think there could be, now this is really gonna, I can't prove this, <laughs> but why not? Um, with those layers there's sometimes they overlap and so we think time is linear i'm not sold on that mm-hmm. um because um we're it's it is in this moment and then it's gone mm-hmm. so we're here only in present time as far as which really you, you then you you begin to ask time travel or or you get into this whole thing but i think that there have been probably many 1800s. There's a merit many four thirty five BCs mm-hmm. and we, they, and it could be different dimensions overlapping. I was seeing, um, you, people say it's a ghost. I think it's much more sophisticated than that. I think I was seeing life happening at different time periods at the same time. I really do. I don't think it was, Oh, it was a recording. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was much more sophisticated than that. I think that there's life going on. Different time periods, but we are unable to get to that dimension.
0: Yeah, if you have a radio, right, especially the old school radios before digital came in, you know, there's all these different radio frequencies, and if you just tune into the frequency, you got a rock station. And then if you start tuning into something else, you may get country station. They're all there. We can't see these radio waves anywhere, but they're all there bouncing around everywhere.
1: Great example. So, yeah.
0: So maybe we can just kind of tune in
1: when mm-hmm. we hit the right
0: frequency into different dimensions.
1: Well, and the other thing is we are we are all walking portals. So um, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but um, I want to get to some really good stuff So keep that little dimensional thing in mind. Because, you know, that's something to, I know I saw it 100%. Mm-hmm. I know it was there. What does it all mean? I can only give you conjecture what I think that means. Mm. Um, I have seen ghosts before, and that's not what these look like. Ghosts look like to me, they are stuck in their etheric body. We have free will, and some don't want to leave. Maybe they, I don't know. Sometimes um, there's confusion. You go, why would there be? Well, people are confused in life. And then all of a sudden they drop their body, you think they get wise? no. Sometimes they just want to stay uh, for usually misemotional reasons, like they're sad or they're pissed because they died or whatever. But when I see them, I've seen them doing shows on stage. Mm. <laughs> I do convention centers, but like women's expos. And, and I saw one once in the back and I'm like, God, do I tell people this? And I saw two people dressed um, in, well, it was Williamsburg and I was in Virginia. Mm. I wasn't too, I was probably 30 minutes from Williamsburg. And they were at a freaking convention center on <laughs> these East and I knew they came with someone and hitched a ride, just like Disney. You know, the the ride where the ghost thing, where you the hitch a ride. They, they did, mm-hmm. and I said there, and I was on stage. I said, I'm going to do it. I said these these people cannot go home with whoever they're with. <laughs> they cannot. Mm-hmm. I would not be doing a, I said did someone go to Williamsburg lately? Mm -hmm. And a woman raised her hand. I said, did you look at the candle section when they were making the candles and Mm -hmm. you really admired the culture? And she's like, yeah. I said, well, I don't know how to tell you this, but you have two people over here that came back with you. I said, how, I said, how long have you, when did you go? She goes a week ago. So these people have been with her week. I said, would you like for me to get rid of them? Mm -hmm. And she's yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, right answer They didn't look malevolent at all. They just Mm -hmm. look really dull and confused. But what was really freaking cool, they were standing in the back of the audience.
0: Mm Now,
1: like it sat like 500 people and they're watching the happy spirit people, the ones that are higher level from heaven going, Hey, they were like, what are they were just looking really slow. Like what is they were fascinated by the ones that have graduated to the higher levels. Mm -hmm. And they were just looking at them. And they were gray looking. They just looked very grayscale. Mm-hmm. And he had on the little knickers and the funny pointed triangular hat. And she had on a, it looked like a shower cap, whatever those things were back then and a long dress. And I said, you're a long way from home. I think mm-hmm. it's time you go back. And I visualized where they were and they were shocked that I saw them. I said, it's okay. I didn't cross them over at that point because it's, that's too, that's too much and mm-hmm. they might not want to do it. Mm-hmm. But, um, that's what they look like to me. They're, they're stuck more on a vibration of here Mm -hmm. and they're not, um, they're not uh, because we're really, we're nothingness. So they have not uh, gone on Mm. to their next levels.
0: Mm. It's interesting that you pointed out that they looked gray. Do all ghosts look gray and do they also look solid or do they look a little transparent?
1: I think it's two things. I think it's the perception of the person looking at them Um, I'm a uh, mental and physical medium, also an evidential medium. So I've, I've trained eight years in mediumship when I finally decided to come out. And, uh, so it's also the ability of the person, maybe they see them in half or part. So you've got that energy, the person observing, and then you've got the ability of the person wanting to project themselves in this world to you. Um, I feel like the, the ones that you can see that are it depends usually the stuff that you see in hauntings is usually more than one so the energies either being collected and coming from the people and then it's helping them manifest or there's more than one spirit beings or not to get into the darker stuff, sometimes darker things help with that which i can see that too which Mm -hmm. which is good i can see angels and demons the good news is there if something's weird i don't go there Mm-hmm. I stay away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, not a good place. I think I'll leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but the way that I look at it is there's always things around us, right? Good, bad people, whatever. And we naturally just sort of gravitate toward where we need to go. You know, mm-hmm. we don't really worry about it. And it's the same thing in the spirit world.
0: Okay. It's interesting. This is a little bit off subject, but you had mentioned this earlier, and maybe we can talk about it now. You said, Something about having after effects of NDEs. Yeah. What do you mean by that?
1: Yeah, I want to talk about the after effects, but is it possible we talk about the really, really big NDE I had?
0: Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's go. Mm-hmm.
1: Because this is going to explain a lot of the after effects. So when I was uh, five, uh, we uh, moved where we were in Hickory to Raleigh, North Carolina. And my mom was working part time, some as a secretary or whatever, administrative and there was a radio station there at this point. I'm being adopted and we left. It was a couple hours or so from uh, where I lived from, from Hickory, which my grandparents were very supportive of me. So we left that. So during this time I started, well, it wasn't, it started at three and a half years old, but during this time, and you didn't ask this, but I've decided to say this mm-hmm. um, and people, you know um, I think it's important with healing because people, you know, empty ears, they look at, oh, you can do all these things. And, you know, they suffered mm-hmm. a lot. Of these people had sh- shitty lives, if I can say that. Sure. sure. Um, uh, I'm just, I don't know. What don't, Have you noticed a lot of these, you interview a lot, don't you? There's, mm-hmm. it's not easy. Right. They don't have easy lives. So just FYI. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was being sexually molested uh, this whole time by the stepdad. And I didn't, I was a little kid, you know, so I didn't really have the words. I don't want to be with them. I don't feel, I don't want to be here. I want to be in my room. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have the words. I, I don't, you know, I don't like them. So I uh, used to pray at night because grandmother, my grandmother said, pray to Jesus. So <laughs> boy, did he answer. And so I did. And I said, you know, I used to pray, will you just kill him? I didn't really know what that meant because I was a kid. Oh, wow. And I was like, well, okay, because I didn't know there was something bad about that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I said, well, it's okay. You can just take me. And so I was hoping and willing myself to die. And I remember seeing the clock and what time and how ill I was. And I had really bad strep throat on this particular night. And it became um, from, it was like, it started a day before. And then the next day it became worse very quickly And to the point that my fever went to 103.9. If you, and by the way, if anyone thinks they could have had an NDE or they have, there are after effects that we'll talk about that are, say, common, but it's things to look for. Um, They, uh, they they can, you know, people listening, they can look at a time maybe where they don't remember a couple days. I'm not saying they had, they might have had an alien encounter, but or that they had a high temperature where something happened. My family never talked about this at all. And so, I mean, it was never brought up. All I knew was I had a sore throat and went to the emergency, and not the emergency room, but like the urgent care. I, I, I don't know anything else. So I kept having things come out through life. But what happened, Um, as I got this fever, I remember my mom was trying to feed me food and my lungs were collapsing. She didn't know what she's trying to feed me a grilled cheese sandwich and tomato Mm -hmm. soup. I didn't want that. So then she had, um, you know, my stepdad go out and get, I don't know why chocolate ice cream and, um, and, and, um, Milk, which I was lactose intolerant, not a good idea. Um, and so to make a milkshake sounds good. And so when he comes back I'm worse and he goes, we've got to take her to the hospital. And he's like, no. So they call the hospital. He finally, they argue a lot over that. And he goes, we don't have the money. But well, my grandparents did. Mm-hmm. They had a lot. He was just kind of being a jerk. So. What happened is it, I got worse. And so um, I still remember this. It was shocking. I was burning up and they put me in a tub full of ice. This is what they got on the phone. And they said, do that. And that was shocking. And I was still burning up. And so I remember my mom tried to put me in bed before that. And I would soak the entire bed and she called. They did that. So they said, you got to bring her. So when I uh, did, I was already, I was pushing 105. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when we got, we were not allowed, no one was allowed to go out that night because it was the, um, it was, it was the day that Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated. So mm-hmm. there were riots they had national guard. It was not a, it was not a good time for America, but it was, um, you weren't allowed to go out. So he had a uh, press car, you know, with the radio station stuff on it and everything. So he took that and we were in there, he was driving. And then my mom was holding me. And as we were going, I could see the highway and everything. I started losing consciousness. And then she started giving choice words. If my daughter dies, (laughs) it's explicit. So what happened is I do and I go above the car and I'm watching the whole like the car trip from above, and then I'm seeing the fires in the background. I can see the fires in the city of Raleigh. And we go to the first barricade, and it's a soldier I mean, it's National Guard, they had these little like MPs or something on their arm, and uh, there. And so I'm watching this whole thing now. I'm back in the car, but I'm not watching it in my body, even though I'm in the car. And he's saying, He said, Yeah, you know, my daughter's really sick. Of course, we wouldn't officially me at that point, but he said. My daughter's really sick. And he goes, okay, well, I'll call ahead. So they called ahead to the MPs because they have barricades each step of the way. And so the hospital expected us. So when I got there, um, I was <laughs> watching my body from way above. And I was just so... I was just watching, it I, I was kind of emotionless. I was like, mm-hmm. I was just watching, observing. And they put me in on a stretcher, stretcher, they carried me in. I'm watching it all from above. I'm in the hospital in the ceiling watching this whole thing. And again, just mildly interested. And they, they when I get in the door, they uh, rate me as being uh, unresponsive and then code blue for at least 15 minutes. I don't know how long this went on. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I think it was a lot longer. And so why that happened, that was when I first got there. I decided to tour the hospital as a Mm -hmm. spirit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, even in life, I like talking to people. So in the hospital, I'm like spirit talking to the spirits. Hey, how's it going? You Mm -hmm. come here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they're looking at me like, you know, some people that might've had, this is not an evaluation, but there was an older African American lady, and she's like, little girl. And she was so upset, she couldn't understand why she was still conscious and aware. Mm-hmm. And I just smiled. I said, It's okay. I thought she would figure it out. But I, you know, some people, when they think a certain way about their religion, they don't understand, like, why am I still thinking? Why am I still here? you know, why am I not hanging out with Jesus yet? I mean, look, you know, these things aren't always immediate. You might hang around for a while and talk to your family, get some things, you know, mm-hmm. it's all, it's all fine. Um, but yeah, so I'll, I felt free and I was zooming around the hospital in spirit. And then I go back to the emergency room and look at them working at on me. And they were saying so much CCs and they, they, they were taking liquid out of my chest. I was never told anything like this at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, Matter of fact, I confronted my mom two years ago. (laughs) She was not really happy, but I said, "Uh, yeah, you never really told me, you know, she goes, I don't want to talk about it. I said, well, it's okay. I'm fine. I'm here. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I was never told. So while I was zooming around the hospital, I saw different time periods. I saw, it looks like um, maybe mid thirties, some nurses and they look like candy strippers. They had, they look those, you know, those, shoes that look like orthopedic shoes that the nurses would wear with a little hill on them from like the 30s they had that on and then I saw a guy a policeman that was painting the door these are spirit people painting the door uh no it was a guy a handyman painting the door um and then because he said, he said it ended a dandy day but then there was a policeman walking through the hall and kind of like a uh, Kind of like that, I thought you know like this stick. They're just what I think is they probably like their jobs and they're just hanging out some. I don't mm. think they're ghosts. I think they it, it I think they were interactive. So obviously it's not a residual, but and they said hey to me. Uh and they weren't creepy. I just think they like their job and they think they're helping. It sounds strange, but mm-hmm. they I think they like it. Then I went back to the room to check on my body and there were two spirit Catholic people. I knew they were Catholic because the way they were dressed and she had a rosary and he had um, uh, a special kind of hat on and they were, and she, and the woman said, blessed are the innocent. And I think I was dead, you know, at that point, I really didn't care because it felt free. And then all of a sudden I'm in that room and I looked down immediately. I mean, Immediately, I was in a place that looked like paradise, and it was the colors were beautiful. And beside me, to my right, holding my hand, kneeled down. It was Jesus, He was beautiful. I mean, He, he was so friendly, He was so beautiful. And, um, he had my hand and he had like, they never show his teeth. He's got really good teeth. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's got I mean, really good teeth. He was very glowy and he, his eyes just look at you with so much love. Mm-hmm. And he had my hand and he had a rope belt on and he had a, a, a tunic and he is, it, he just radiated and he said, I have something for you. So I'm a little kid. No, he's, he said, he said, "Well, first of all, he said you to You have to go back." And and I looked, and I was in this it looked like a pasture, and there were children that were on seesaws that were going up and down. And I said, "Well, they're here. Why can't I be here?" Mm-hmm. So I began to argue with Jesus, which my husband's like that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you'd think that. <laughs> I was a little difficult, and he goes, "No, but you have to." And I said, "Well, I I, I don't. I don't. I saw, and I was like, I knew that I was home." I, I, it was so beautiful. And he said, okay, you can stay a little bit. He said, but I have something for you. And I said, a a toy? You know, at this Mm -hmm. point, I'm five years old. So he said, no. And he takes off of his rope belt. Um, He takes a, it was like a, a twine off of his belt and he puts it around. It wasn't fancy. It was, at all, and he wrapped it around my left wrist, and he said, I wrap you in my love, protection, and wisdom. He said that, uh, he said, through the big things, no, he said, through the small thing, yeah, through the big things, the small things would be done, and through, um, and through this, uh, through the small things, um, the bigger things would be acknowledged. And then he said that I could ask him questions and that we, and so we walked around for a little bit mm-hmm. and he began to show me <clears throat> my mom, kind of like that movie with Jimmy Stewart, you know, where you can like, uh, Oh, look, look at your family. Uh, mm-hmm. if you did this, this is what would have happened. He was showing me that. Um, and I could see it. I mean, it was just like, I could just, I don't know how I could just see it and she, I could see her in the hospital crying and she was so beautiful and she had long blonde hair and she's sitting here crying and she's like go sit down my stepdad Mm -hmm. and um and she says she needs you and I'm like oh she'll be okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I was totally complete in this place Mm -hmm. and I'm like she'll get over it she'll be fine now we joke about it I'm like sorry mom Jesus wins sorry Mm -hmm. um but uh he said no she needs you she needs you to show her love. And I said, well, I don't know how to do that. He said, there's really no right or wrong way to do that. And then we walked and as we walked and he, uh, every blade of grass had life and it was so green. It was like lime green. It was just green. And, and the flowers, everything had the petals, everything had life. And they all followed him. Even the clouds followed him. Cause I, I was thinking, does he know they're all <laughs> I was thinking, does he know that? And so he's walking and they're all falling. So we sit under this tree and it's um, a rock there. He said, we can sit here. It was a big rock under this tree. And I knew, and I don't know how, but I just knew that I couldn't go past this tree or I couldn't come back. Anyway, he said, this tree is um, very wise. We don't eat from it. And I I was thinking, well, I wasn't planning on eating from it. But we sat there and what the tree looked like, it looked like um, kind of like, uh, a magnolia or a cherry blossom. And that had red, it looked like grapes on it. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty, but it looked edible too. And I think now it's a tree of life Mm -hmm. because he said, this tree is really important, you know, but it it took me a long time to figure that out. And so he asked me, he said, I could ask him anything. And then he began to tell me stuff. He said that we manifest, um, we manifest the same way in heaven and earth we manifest and we manifest through our words and through our intention and that, um, I should be mindful of my words because they have power behind them and that we, that on earth, it takes longer to manifest. So we need to make sure that we keep, uh, I guess, uh, he didn't say it this way, but keep on the things you really want, but I guess it would be like positive, you know, because you gotta, you gotta keep that flow going because it takes kind of a while, Um, He said, but here it's instant. I said, like, how? And, and he said, well, you think of something as instant. If you want to do something, they do things over there. I mean, it's just like here, (laughs) except no garbage or we don't get old. And so I thought of uh, him. I thought, I said, well, okay, can I try it? He's like, yeah. So I thought about being in a little boat. We were in a little boat in the water and so fish came up to him and he picked one up out of the water Um, with his right hand and he said hello to it and then he (laughs) put it back down because this is how we fish here and so and I can tell you through readings that they do stuff there because they give me evidence of stuff they're doing they're like oh my god they always wanted to do that um so they actually they do things there um and so we we talked and we walked and I really didn't want to leave him I asked him a lot of questions and he said I had to go back so when he said I had to I'm back like no choice. I'm back, but I cheat. I don't go on my body. I'll go around the hospital. Mm -hmm. I kind of act like an angel and go around helping people. And like a a lady that she was giving birth was dying. And I told her to stay, to stay there for her child. And some old guy, his water was empty. And so no one was filling his water up. So I knocked it over. So so someone would get him new water. And then Um, and then finally a man showed up, Dr. Tippin, and he had a bald head and bow tie, kind of looks like, I don't know, like the Muppet (laughs) doctor. And he says, little girl, you've got to get back in your body. And he he feels like he was like an administrator there at one point. Mm -hmm. And I said, um, I said, I'm still here. He goes, no, you have to get back in. And I wouldn't listen. So Jesus showed up and said, you, you need to get in your body. And I went, ah, that's going to (laughs) hurt. I don't want to do that. And he said, um, "I've got, I have it prepared for you." And next thing you know, I'm in there. Like I had no choice. And I look, and I'm in a tent, a respirator tent. And my mom is there. Um, my stepdad's in a chair, and my grandparents are there. And uh, and I woke up um, after that. It was even more enhanced. I saw spirit people, and I could totally see even more so than before hmm. um and uh didn't really know what to do with that so mm-hmm. i shelved it for a long time because it's what do you do with that All right. and then quickly at right. 10 i had a um i got hung, when i was on a family vacation in myrtle beach i was uh, 10 years old and i got hung under some guys playing volleyball mm-hmm. you know how you swim I went underneath mm-hmm. they didn't know i was there so i couldn't get up so I started hearing a choir of angels in the water, like parting down below and light coming through. And I thought, oh no, not again. <clears throat> and the next thing I know, uh, they're taking, oh, uh, the lifeguards, like I'm coughing up water. And so I didn't fully recall going really too many places um, there. And then, the, 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 then when I was 28, then I had a reaction to a... Uh, It was a migraine pill. It was just one pill. And that one was really kind of interesting Mm -hmm. because it wasn't anything like before. I took it, went to sleep. It's like an alarm went off within me. And I woke up, but I couldn't speak. I don't know why my motor skills couldn't work. I was having a reaction. I couldn't wake up my husband. I literally could not talk. I I felt like I was being raised from the dead, like Frankenstein because I could not really, it's like, I was forcing myself. It was very awkward. And I went and sat where the TV is and I turned it on. It was probably four in the morning and I turned it on Mm -hmm. and I thought, if I can focus on that TV, what they're saying, my mind will work. And then all of a sudden I heard this in my ears, this, (laughs) and then I started getting really frightened And then I did not know I was my name. I did not know I was male or female. Mm -hmm. And then I started seeing my furniture turn into lines like the matrix. Mm, Wow. Everything was a line held together by construct. And I thought, and I think what that was, is I was looking at it in a spirit form, not at the higher levels where, you know, there's different levels. Come to find out later, that's actually one of the hemisync levels at the Monroe Institute. Who knew? I don't know. But I saw the, uh, the white lines. And then uh, I certainly, after that, didn't care. And then I was like in the galaxy. And I'm, but then I saw myself sitting there. And then I po- kept pushing my finger in my leg because I thought, I have one pill. I am not dying over this. This is stupid. This is stupid. It's not like, you know, I can recover. And I did that till my consciousness uh, came back. Um, why, and I'm going to go into the after effects, but why I think that I had so many. <laughs> is A, I like it there, mm-hmm. and B, um, it's, it's like going, I felt like I was going and reporting for service, you know, like I was, <laughs> I got my orders and came back, that's what it feels like, hmm. so um, do, you, you know, I, I, I definitely feel like I agreed to that, mm-hmm. and I also felt like this world was so difficult, because people don't always tell the truth, they do mean things to one another. And it just felt like it gave me strength Mm -hmm. to be surrounded by so much love. Mm -hmm. I forgot to warn you because -hmm. it's so automatic with me that I have a lot of spirit activity when I do radio and stuff and a lot of equipment problems.
0: Oh, that's okay. I'm sorry. Um, It's okay. You don't worry about it. All right. So that was an amazing story you just told. If you don't mind, what are those after effects you were telling me about?
1: Well, I think that uh, I'm going to tell you from my perspective uh, what I feel the After Effects were with me, and some of them do crossover with other people, or if you've heard them before with them. Uh, I would say that number one is a um, misconception of time. It's very hard. I have to be very conscious of the time. Because I can slip between time very quickly and time I don't have a reference for because I was in that spirit form. So I have to, in this world, like really have to, I have clocks all around me. I don't wear them because I stop batteries, but I have to really be conscious and I have to make that a literal thing. Uh, the other would be um, from some of the things that I personally um, have gotten. And Stopping batteries is another one that comes up. Uh, many people that have NDEs, they have after effects, whether they're great at numbers, they're intuitive, they're natural healers. For me, how it came out is that seeing, I didn't see it as a gift at the time, but seeing the spirit people and seeing the different dimensions, the good, then I started seeing like beings that were like angels and the darker stuff. Um, the darker stuff is usually uh, when I was at, I would see in the, the, the ceiling at night and I just recognized them, and then I would pray, and then it would go away. I, there's just different dimensions, that's all. Um, and so for me, um, it, it helped me with discernment uh, and knowing uh, energy, if it's good or bad. Uh, the other thing is with the spirit people, I began also to see um, uh, angelic hosts around me. So I didn't really always have the best direction growing up. So they talk, they, they, you know, my, my spirit family, I would say team God, uh, my guides, my angels, they, and, and Jesus has always talked to me. I still get him channeled now, which I was telling you, you know, I have that Jesus speaks on the YouTube. This is a limited, like 14, 15, that's it, that he had a message that I want you to say. And I did, um, but he, uh, is a great teacher, uh, and friend, but he, Uh, tells me information so I know exactly either about my life, what I need to do or the future. That's really, that's always been uh, really handy. The mediumship, the psychic things knowing uh, I could uh, one of the other, I guess, supernatural abilities is remote viewing Mm -hmm. where I can be somewhere else and describe a situation. I use that in readings a lot. And it's really handy. Like if I can't be somewhere or if I'm working, which I have worked on cases like crime stuff, I don't necessarily like it. Because if I can't get the person in time or help them, I feel really bad about it, especially as a child. So I think I'm a little too, um, I'm not affected in readings at all with any other time, except for like cases like that. So I don't think that's my necessarily, even I'm good at it, my bag. Um, but doing the remote viewing helps. So the remote viewing, uh, I can go into a trance. Um, I trained eight years uh, with evidential uh, uh, British, British train mediums like Tony Stockwell. I'm certified by Lisa Williams. I've trained with John Holland and Janet Novak, uh, studied uh, a lot of different, a lot of different styles, but the, with the evidential British uh, style of mediumship in this world, people, they just want evidence, you know, where you do a reading, you go, your grandmother saying this. There's some pearls and a scarf and blah blah blah. It's in the attic, and the the person usually goes, "I don't know." I say, "Well, I don't know either. I'm just telling you what they're telling me." And then later, they find two days later that box. It's always so cool when I get the email or the picture of it um, because it's it it it's validating to me. I think, "Oh, that's so cool." Uh, but spirit can do a lot of things. Um, they've taught, uh, There's different languages that have come through to me in readings even public readings. And the person understands that I've spoken Egyptian, Vietnamese, Portuguese, Hmm. uh, Dominican Republic, Spanish. I can't think what else maybe. uh, Oh yeah. uh, French from Normandy, France. And I really don't speak any other language except I always say Southernese. Uh, And sometimes I speak broken English if I need to know where the bathroom is, but, Mm -hmm. um, but, That is evidential of that spirit person coming because I I hear them phonetically talking. So I'll repeat it. And it's usually something really beautiful. Uh, Like there was a a medium demonstration I was doing and there was a, a beautiful grandmother coming through Hispanic and this uh, fella stands up a uh, nice looking Hispanic guy, and he's crying because this is my grandmother I said she's like a saint over there. He goes, yeah, she was like that here. I said she's talking about taking care of all you know her grandkids, all the kids in the neighborhood, and the kind of food she cooked for them, and then mentioned some childhood memories with him, which was really cute, cowboy and Indian stuff or what he used to like doing in his little outfits and then I said, um, do you understand Spanish?" He goes yes, and I said, she's saying something in Spanish, but look, if I tell you and if I destroy your language, if I mess it up just forgive of me, because I'll just do my best, but I'll give it a go if you're willing to try with me. And he's like, okay. So she said whatever she said, and I asked him, did that mean anything? And he said that what it, so it meant in um, Spanish, it was um, Dominican Republic Spanish, uh, that what it was her saying she always said is that um, uh, all people are God's children and they all come to him at the foot of Christ. And I was like, wow, I said that that's amazing. Mm -hmm. So um, they say pretty things. When they do say something, they're all like real meaningful and sentimental. So um, I think that spirit moving through us, through all of us, um, it's our natural state. I mean, you look at music, look at the Beatles. To me, that's all channeled because it's still popular today. There's something about it that makes people feel good. Writings, you know, they're also channeled. Um, but I can go into a trance in a minute, <laughs> and I'll just be talking and laughing. People have no clue, but people that know me go, "Remember you said?" And I'm like, "No." They go, "Oh, okay, you went to a trance," but because I can, but I, I'm in control of it. Uh, and I have had um, different uh, ascended beings like mother Mary, uh, Jesus. I've had some saints come through, which I never really knew about saints. So it was kind of cool because I have to look them up, uh, when they come through. So they're, they're just different. Uh, there's just different dimensions and just different levels of, uh, abilities. And I think also working with energy. One of the things that I like to do is like when I do shows is I will make myself bigger and fill the room. I'll ask God to, to fill me up. And then I, expand out. And then I ask him to heal everyone. I ask the angels to be there. And I, uh, I thought, well, you know, why not work with the whole thing when I just have everybody. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I, and I do that because energy can transfer, you know, anywhere. So, I mean, I do readings all over the world. Spirit doesn't need to be in a chair. Same thing with us, like with you doing the show with you communicating and put a messing message out there is sending an energy, and energy out there that mm-hmm. hopefully is very positive. It's helping people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's That's, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Um, all right. Um, so if people want to contact you, are you public? Like, do you have a website and do you chat with people or a Facebook page?
1: Um, yes, I do. I have a, the best thing, the, the best way to get a hold of me is to go to southernbellmedium.com. Mm-hmm. And if they would like to do a uh, reading, I do it all over the world. I do life path, uh, psychic medium, life path, soul path, soul discovery. It's a little deeper uh, and it's good. It takes a little bit longer, um, as well as um, I have different social media stuff, but. Facebook took me down July 26 because they said I'm a Christ Chandler. <laughs> they didn't like that word. I'm a serious. What? I haven't been back. I had 5,500 followers. Can you uh, believe that? And they,
0: and they said you were a what? A
1: no, quote? I put in my bio Christ Chandler, and I and I'm also a Muslim Christian medicine Yeah, and they took me down. They took down down. They centered wow. me down.
0: Wow, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, and I still have. So if you look at me, it's like they erased my identity. I have 5,500 people. Crazy. And then they had um, on Southern Bell Medium, they left that, but they changed me to a motivational speaker, which I've never called myself that my life, I'm an evidential medium in Christ channeler, But hmm. anyhow, you uh, know, I'm also a minister. But then I do, you know, the little Seeking Heaven YouTube thing like mm-hmm. you do, because mm-hmm. I just like to chat with the other indie ears. And it's been very soulful. It's, it's been, um, you know, uh, it's going to community like you. You're building a community. Yeah. Of like-minded people. And I just think, I just, you know, God bless you for doing that and having me. I mean, it's, uh, we need something positive these days. Mm -hmm. And people, uh, it's funny, I've been getting from people lately that they're going through, you know, they're evolving and they're changing and they're questioning And they're so afraid to be their, their true self. And they maybe don't fit in a box. I don't fit in a box, Mm -hmm. but I'm a good person. I'm very likable. I I love God, but I don't fit in a box. Mm -hmm. I don't fit in a box. Right. And a lot of people don't either. So I think I'm like the underdog of the spiritual, (laughs) of the spiritual things, because Mm -hmm. I don't follow a particular, uh, I mean, I have definite beliefs and I, I have a lot of faith, but it's, it's. I just feel like you should follow your own heart and be true to yourself and that you should not label yourself or have other people Mm -hmm. do that for you. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I've done quite a few NDEs and I don't think any one of them have been the same. So, you know, I don't think you can put anybody in a box.
1: I agree. Well, we put ourselves in a box and other people. And Mm -hmm. I think that it's time for us all to uh, spiritually be mature and be kind to one another and allow everybody to just, you know, experience themselves and their own soul, mm-hmm. and you know you don't have to have an ND to have this thing. I mean, there's lots of people that have spiritually transformative experiences, or mm-hmm. they could lose someone they really love and it rocked their world. There's plenty of people that love someone so much, their their person, and when their person dies, they still miss them and long for them and want to communicate. That they start getting spirit communication. A lot of mediumship happens that way too. Mm-hmm.
0: Um all right so your book Love from Heaven is that available yes. everywhere like Amazon and Google Books and all those places?
1: Well thank you for asking Jeff Love from Heaven is still being edited to put to put on there so it's not quite ready yet. Oh. Um so working on that that's almost done. Um I want to go back in and put some uh, photographs in it and to do some extra stuff so working on that to finish it up. Um, and so it is the, really the, the lessons that I've learned. So love from heaven, uh, my six year old experiences and also the wisdom that I learned. So the things that I take, that I took, um, from all these things and what I assess that to be. Um, and then I'm also doing, uh, a lot of mediumship and I'll be doing webinars and as far as a school online for just regular people, hmm. To sit and you don't have to join a click. <laughs> it's just regular people that want to know about intuition or mediumship or want to grow spiritually in a safe space uh, so i'm working on that uh, so it would be the international school of um, spiritual wisdom uh, that's the school and i have a little happy owl so i've been working on that because i just feel that regular people are extraordinary mm. you don't have to be they have so many hidden gifts in there I mean we're all spiritual beings, mm-hmm. and I just didn't want to have something that was just for people that were psychic or medium or this or that or healers. I didn't want that. I wanted it to be something for everybody to uh to develop and and to feel uh, like they are they are part of um you know this whole spiritual growth. I don't know if you noticed this, but there's a movement going on mm-hmm. right now. It's a good thing, yeah. Not the stuff on TV. This stuff stuff is good.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, before we wrap it up, do you have one last message that you can leave the audience with?
1: Yes, I do. And uh, I wish I could own this because it's really good. But Jesus told me this um, recently. He told me this this summer. And uh, of course, he's told me before in the past, uh, you know, uh, be love, give love, receive love. Right. Mm -hmm. Some people are better at certain parts of that. But this summer he told me this, and I think about it a lot. It's so simple. He said, be the love you were created to be. Be the love you were created to be. Hmm. So I think we're leaving a lot on the table.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? That's kind of big. If you really kind of meditate on that.
0: Yeah, I I was trying to think about that. How do you determine how much love you were created to be?
1: Exactly. If you think about it, you're an endless spiritual being be, that means do it, be, Mm -hmm. be, live it, be the love you were created to be. I mean, there's a lot more in there. There's Mm -hmm. a lot more in there. So uh, when you meditate on it, it starts doing something to you. Mm -hmm. I think those words are living because the more I meditate on it, uh, something starts to open like a key. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a key to your soul. So try it. Try to meditate. Be the love you're created to be, and think what that means. Mm-hmm. And it, it <laughs> you'll get high. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's good. Yeah. But there's I think the words are living when he told me that because I've been meditating on it, and it is powerful. Because I don't think we know even a percentage of what how valuable we are to each other and to this world, and and especially to to God, I mean, we're really loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would just wish we all knew that. Yeah, yeah I And like always say, we all have a fan club in heaven. They're rooting for us over there because they've already done their job. They're content. They're, they're, they're really content. Just like I was, it was oh, fine. They're content. They're happy. But this is not always easy here. You know, there's a little bit of a fight here. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes there's a, a struggle. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're, we are, they're cheering us on and I, it comes through all the time again and again. And the message I get from the spirit world is the same thing over and over again. Don't have regrets, live your life fully and go for it mm-hmm. and don't hold back.
0: Mm-hmm. You're yeah. not
1: here that long.
0: Yeah. Those are great messages. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for giving me this time this evening. I really, really appreciate it.
1: You're awesome, Jeff. You're doing something really positive and I appreciate that. So I thank you so much.
0: Well, thank you. And you are awesome and you are an awesome guest today.
1: Oh, well, you're, you're an awesome, awesome host. So (laughs) hopefully we'll do some fun things, maybe some mediumship fun thing in the future. And I, I wish you really well.
0: We're just gonna go back and forth. You're awesome. No, you're awesome. No, you're awesome. <laughs> We're like oh, those little squirrels awesome. like Chip and Dale. <laughs>
1: <laughs> No, you're great. No, you're great. No, you're great for us. So anyway. Well, that sounds great. Well, look, um, yeah, and if someone wants to join I am gonna be giving free readings. Okay. I didn't want to mention that. Right. So if they want to come to my website, southernbellmedium.com, that's bell mm-hmm. b-e-l-e, southernbellmedium.com, sign up for the newsletter. I want a free reading, and I'm going to be doing live. I'm going to be doing Medium Mondays. I'm going to be doing some free readings at least once a month, Mm -hmm. maybe more. Mm -hmm. But uh, I want people to see this working and how healing it is. Mm
0: -hmm. And maybe you'll come back on our show sometime and do some free readings here if 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 you're interested.
1: I would love that. I would love to see God expressing himself through me in this way to people Mm -hmm. to help him and what a love flow it is Mm -hmm. and how it's not scary and it's not creepy. It's beautiful.
0: All right. Uh, Anybody who's listening, if you want a free reading, go ahead and put it down as a comment and we'll see how many people who are interested.
1: Yeah, sure. Give it a go. I'm willing to share the love and any kind of beautiful messages. So thank you so much and have a, and you've been great.
0: Oh, thank you. And have a wonderful evening.
1: You too. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye.